0: yo this is sam sports podcast i am sam rosenberg today is tuesday september 18th 2018 i'm back me and shaka we got to talk about week two rip things apart shaka how you doing today
1: well you know i um, am a blessed man i had my baby shower oh my girlfriend and i for our first kid this past sunday oh my god not only did we get to enjoy the baby shower, but the place where we held it at also had giant TVs, so I could watch both the Jets game and the Eagles game at the same
0: time. Oh my goodness, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing.
1: Unfortunately, they both lost. So
0: this is but true. You know
1: what? I was too happy in the moment that I didn't really get to kind of focus in on the games until much later. So that was,
0: that was probably good. for the best. There was some ugly football by both of our teams. Yeah. Let's begin with the Jets.
1: Yes, I, I would not. I would not be against that. I, you know what? I will say this. I'm not disheartened entirely by the loss, and if anything, this game is a perfect kind of example for the Jets to kind of revisit over the course of the season, because a lot of things that went wrong in this game are they're all teaching techniques. Number one, the mistakes.
0: We're talking penalties specifically. Mm-hmm. The Jets has committed way too many penalties.
1: And, I mean, you factor that in with the, the field position that they got on almost every drive. was It, it just set Sam Darnold up to fail. It makes it a, a much steeper hill to climb, basically. Yeah. Now, you take that into account. Number two, Ryan Tannehill had, Tannehill had more rushing yards than the Jets did mm. by himself, which, I mean, also sets a terrible pace. You're not utilizing your run game, which is good. You got a good two-headed monster in the backfield, and you're not using them. You're not forcing you know, the defense to really play to him, though, Bilal Powell did have a pretty solid day on the air. Third, I would say out of the two interceptions that Donald threw, one of them was legitimately just a, a poor decision. The other one, I, I can't remember if it was a tipped pass or or what. I the, think
0: was, it was a tipped pass.
1: I think the other one, though, was just a blatant
0: just... Like I rookie mean, interception, like, oh, like what ooh. What are you doing,
1: yeah. What are you doing kind of throw. So all in all, I'll take that. I mean, you can't have a guy who just turned 21 in his second start, you know, 41 pass attempts. Yeah. That's a, that's not good. That's an Aaron Rodgers, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, uh, you know that those kind of those are the quarterbacks you want throwing 40 times in a game. You don't want a rookie going up against a decent Miami secondary that often. He did pretty well though, 330 yards passing. But it's just too much,
0: yeah. it was it was a lot for a young guy like that. And it certainly this game did not go to go to plan at all. You know, Miami got up early, and you had darnold, you know, essentially attacking through the air because they were playing from behind the entire the entire competition. And so yeah. the thing that really kind of stuck out with me was,, it, you know, it was the, the I'm learning more about the dolphins. You know, I, I kind of feel like, I've already been impressed with a, you know some of the play calling and the poise of Darnold and um, the defense of the Jets, but the Dolphins. I don't th- listen. I think that I don't I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but I do think that they're a better team with Tannehill under center. That you know now that like he's back under center and Gase is doing I think what he wants to do. This team is actually you know they've got a little bit more structure there and a little bit more experience than Darnold in that offense. Right. And I think that they That's made some mistakes, yeah. but, um, you know, like the Dolphins made their own mistakes, but you said it, you know, Tannehill having more rushing than the entire Jets team, um, but yet still, and Darnold throwing 300 yards, but Tannehill only throwing under 200 yards. It was a real feeling of the defense. I think for Miami is a little bit better than anybody was expecting. Um, they, per- they were definitely not perfect, but they were, they played well enough to take advantage of the mistakes of Darnold. Like, this was... I think we learned that the Lions are trash enough that... I mean, the Lions could be something like 2-14 and 14 this year if it keeps going the way it's it going.
1: Is, it's not looking good. But
0: Dolph, the Dolphins are a more dangerous team. And I think that they put enough of a game together. And this is a good test for Darnold. This is a divisional rival. You know, this is a team that they're going to see a lot. And, you know, there's going to be moments where they get each other's, you know, they really, it's like... There's going to be a moment where Sam Darnold throws like a backbreaking touchdown to kill the Dolphins in Miami in like a year or two. Like these are moments that are going to happen. So early on, I kind of feel like I feel I agree with you. This is all teachable stuff. This is all like you know they lost, but whatever they can bounce back from this because Miami's a good opponent. But uh, you know, what do you think? Like, what were you disappointed in? with the Jets, aside from just the turnovers? Was there anything else that kind of came out as, like, what happened there?
1: I think it's really hard to kind of key in on one thing. I, I, I It's weird because I feel more upbeat about the positives that I saw mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, in terms of facing adversity here. They, like I said, there were a couple times when the pocket broke down, they really couldn't close in mm-hmm. on a Tannehill. Like, I mean, granted, Tannehill is one of the faster um, quarterbacks in the NFL, just because he used to be a wide receiver at one point. Uh, he's, so he has a little bit of mobility. Yeah. So I think they have to kind of, the Jets have to be a little bit more keyed in on you know, watching those guys who've got legs. They, they can be deceptive and they really, all that effort you're putting in on a blitz package and staying with the receivers deep kind of collapses when the guy all of a sudden scrambles for like a 12-yard game yeah. and you're the first down to do this all over again. It'll really, really wear you down. So I mean, Again, like I said, really what it came down to me in terms of mistakes was just penalties. The penalty, I would think there was one series, I don't remember if it was in the third or fourth quarter, where they were just trying to get down the field and try to get a score to, you know, get closer. And it just, offensive, you know, just could not stay on the line for the calls. I think it was like maybe two or three in a like, series of five mm-hmm. plays where they just, you know these penalties it just
0: killed a drive, back-breaking. Yeah. You know, no, the fourth, it's,
1: the- all of a sudden, yeah, the Dolphins' defense doesn't really have to try that hard. When they know that, you know, it's second and 15 or second and 20. And they really can just play like a prevent defense Mm -hmm. from getting too deep. It, It really changes the, you know, the chess game up a little bit.
0: I thought this was a really good a good matchup for the Jets. I thought they were going to be able to take advantage of the Dolphins, but I, you know, I learned that the Dolphins early. you know, week two is an interesting time because I feel like, you know, you come into week one, you really don't know what the hell the league is going to look like yet. And then week two, everyone's sort of overreacting from week one. And you don't, you don't fully know what's happening. And I just, this Dolphins team, I was not impressed with them last week in that lightning game where they beat the Titans. Um, And I thought that, you know, the Jets you know, I thought Darnold had enough firepower in him where, you know, he even, even coming from behind, I could see him kind of, you know, orchestrating this come from behind victory this early in his career at home with a crowd behind him against a division rival. But I, it's just, you know, it was the Dolphins are, this team is not going to roll over and it's, it's crazy yeah. to say, it, but they're two and O and, uh, you know, so it's a good, this is a good sort of watermark. They just don't. The, the Jets cannot keep rolling down this hill.
1: Right. Look, I, I have to take away the positives, like I said. It's just that this is definitely a beatable team. The Dolphins, as, as solid as they are, they don't do anything that really blows me out of the water. You know, the 5 season, of okay. I mean, you know, they have solid guys around, but when you
0: look at that roster... Receiving wise, there's no one here that is a nightmare. No, there. You know, I mean, AJ Derby. Uh, you know,
1: Drake is an okay running back. I don't think he's a future Pro Bowler, but you know who knows? I might be wrong. He had some pretty good games last year.
0: And and there was listen, they got Frank cards. Gore turning third down conversions for him. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not trying to shit on Frank Gore. I'm just saying that's what they're working with here.
1: Yeah, this not anything here. They're, they they don't have the big guns, you know. And I mean, the Jets again, they held them scoreless in the second half.
0: You know, they, they really put the pressure in him. They got four sacks on Tannehill. Just mm-hmm. a couple of fumbles. Yeah, they and, did. You know, Jamal Adams had a great game. I mean,
1: look, the, there's there's nothing I can walk away from this. It's just at the end of the day, I think Darnold uh, and, and this, I mean, it, it's a tough break for him just because he's got to learn all this under fire. But I, I think he's going to go back and watch the video and just look at some of those mistakes he made.
0: Because, you know, scrambling out of the pocket. You can throw the football away is an option yeah you know he's but look, there were some beautiful throws on those scrambles but I think he's just gonna have to be a little smarter with that no, cross in the middle of the
1: field passing
0: options I agree sometimes I feel like he's really wanted to force it and he's already understanding very quickly how how bad it can be if he's a, if he's gonna force a throw like that especially into the middle of the field
1: yeah these NFL defenses the speed I mean the closing speed is a lot faster than college these guys are key to on these pass plays, so he's got to be careful.
0: Next game, Thursday night football in Cleveland against the o one and one Cleveland Browns.
1: Hey, that's got to be a W. Yeah, uh, Cleveland and granted, Cleveland's played.
0: Cleveland's defense points. has played very well.
1: They played with some heart this season, but I mean, we can't be the team that gives up the W.
0: Okay, it just can't.
1: It can't be us.
0: You should. Yeah, you're not. You're not scared of Miles Garrett. You're not scared of this D.
1: I am, you know what? I I have to say that I'm a little bit concerned. Granted, though, I feel that the Jets are going to probably try to come out with a little bit more of a quick, a quick snap offense and just get the passes out a little faster. You don't want that kind of pressure because they gave the Saints everything they could handle last week. So, and the Saints have a pretty solid, you know, front line, um, pass rush. So, I sorry, not pass rush. Um,
0: offensive line.
1: Uh, yeah. So the old line that they. They, they're prepared for this and even then they gave the they gave the Saints everything they could handle so I think they're gonna probably really really kind of take a little bit of the stress off of darnell making those those kind of plays because I I feel like the Browns will probably eat him up a little bit
0: okay okay all right, let's let's uh, uh, we'll we'll see how that shakes out. I'm that's a hell of an interesting matchup for Thursday look, night. That being said, I also think the Jets have played pretty well against Tyrod Taylor in the past. I think there was
1: only one game where Taylor got the better of him on one play, and that one play kind of determined the outcome of the game. But look, the Browns are going to be without Josh Gordon, which is still a kind of crazy. situation. Oh my situation. God! So I, I I think it the, the our luck is is up if anything so but we'll see what happens here
0: yeah well we'll see how that shakes out but I'm feeling positive you know listen it's it's another opportunity it's not like he's going up against the Minnesota Vikings next week it's another opportunity for Darnold to to really you know go in a road game go in some enemy territory it's going to be a nationally televised game and you know I again I think the guy has got poise and I think he'll be able to perform under pressure so I'm curious to see how it's going to shake out
1: i'd be very concerned but I'm, I'm looking forward to this game
0: now my philadelphia eagles lost to the tampa bay buccaneers the first time they've lost a game since week 17 of last year against that dog shit dallas cowboys team um now i'm just gonna start gonna sound off with some of the things that i saw come out of this game now the story is clearly ryan fitzpatrick Second straight week, throwing 400 yards, throwing four touchdowns, you know, and not just like shovel passes and jet sweeps like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not trying to diminish what Patrick Mahomes is doing in Kansas City. We'll get to that game. But, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is literally throwing 40-yard passes in the air, 50-yard passes in the air to Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans and just, you know, putting on the jets and, and burning down defenses. Um, but what I think is getting a little lost in this, at least with the Eagles, is that, um, you know, this is a an offense in Tampa Bay that's taking advantage of where the Eagles are truly the weakest. They were always the weakest in the secondary, as great as they were last year in their Super Bowl run. You certainly saw that. I mean, Tom Brady yeah. threw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Ronald Darby, as much as we praise him, part of the knock was this past Sunday, you know, he couldn't tackle... Mike Evans or OJ Howard, I think it was OJ Howard who ripped off like a 75-yard touchdown. And, yeah. you know, Ronald Darby just bounced off of him. So you've got broken tackles and you've got, um, you know, essentially Deshaun Jackson just leaving Jalen Mills in the dust. And so the pass rush, the front line, really the heart and soul of this Eagles defense, that wasn't terribly the problem. And so you find, again, the story being... The Buccaneers' offense—the fact that they've got a new offensive coordinator, the fact that you know they were essentially left for dead. Everyone was talking about Jameis Winston not ever starting again. T- Ryan Fitzpatrick is tricking everybody into thinking he's a brilliant quarterback who deserves a long-term contract, and there was never a feeling—no, he's never done this before. Just ask the Buffalo Bills when he played, uh, when he went um, five and—I think he went five and zero—signed a six-year deal and then proceeded to go. F- I want to say. Two and nine for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, they got they they felt pretty bad about that deal not too long after they signed it. Um, the Jets almost did it too. So. Oh god, dude, he held the Jets hostage for like an entire off season trying to get that one year deal. Shame on Brandon Marshall.
1: And all I can think of now is just sit here and watch as he comes to the press conference in Deshaun Jackson's outfit. Just, I mean,
0: just smug. throwing that beard around like he's a mountain man.
1: It's it's nice to kind of forget the past and start fresh, right?
0: No, well, sure, yeah. It's it's so football. What have you done for me lately? Everyone's just magically forgetting that this guy was trash two years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, just uh, I I I can't really I can't really shit on him too much. Just the way he's come out these first two games of the season. And granted, when you really look at the the offensive weaponry that Tampa Bay has. They're almost as good as uh, back when uh, Ward Dunn was playing. I mean, mm. They they've been really dangerous, especially in the air. O.J. Howard was a damn good receiver in college, and he kind of got pushed into the, the back of the choir here when he came out as a rookie. But I think he's gotten his his chance to really, you know, it, step forward in this game. So. I mean, it
0: feels very much that th- it feels like Fitzpatrick's just a better suited quarterback for this scheme than Winston. You know, sure. I know Winston can air the ball out, but his accuracy and his long ball is just not the same as what Fitzpatrick's doing right now. And Fitzpatrick is fearless. Like some of these yeah. throws, he is really, really challenging defenders, and he's just sort of being like, you know, I trust my guy to go get it. And I mean, I mean, we saw it the other day with the Eagles, and the Eagles were just totally caught flat-footed. And right. and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script a little bit. Because I've been raving about the, the Buccaneers' offense, but I now want to talk a little bit more about the Eagles' offense, which is, you know, let's get away from Fitzpatrick and talk about the Nick Foles show, because, you know, fucking breaking news, Carson Wentz is starting next week.
1: Oh, it is, I mean, damn good news.
0: You know, damn good news can't come at a better time, because, listen, it's becoming more and more apparent to the entire world, it's like, oh right, Nick Foles might have been a Super Bowl MVP, but he's still a bit of a backup quarterback, and this... Not just his fault, but this offense has looked very anemic from jump. You know, they scraped out a win against the Falcons. And then they didn't look too terrible in this game against the Buccaneers. They got the ball moving in the second half. But the first half, they really, really struggled to move the ball. They get into third and long situations. Um, Foles has really been putting a a few throws in where he's kind of killing his receivers, throwing into the middle of the field. And you find them getting, you know, occasionally... He's force-feeding Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz with these just these chunk plays. And it came out and they started to get some momentum in the uh the second half. But the first half, you know, you had a Nick Foles strip sack fumble. Um, I believe you also had another fumble. Um, oh God, who was it? It wasn't Foles, it might have been one of the running backs, but it was this. This moment where again you're missing all Alshon Jeffrey, you're you know you're missing. I'm not saying that the running back uh, com, by committee situation is a problem, but like you know, a, if they don't get going on first or second down, then all of a sudden they're third and long, and Nick Foles is not Carson Wentz.
1: No, and I think that's really where it, there's a gaping difference in terms of skill level. Um, I, I think it, it's it's weird, man, because like I said, I like the fact that Foles can really throw the ball deep. But he's just not when the pocket breaks down. He's just not the same quarterback. I feel and I like
0: think he's not really decisive good. enough.
1: Yeah, that's the, and that. They really it really kind of came into. I'm amazed he didn't throw any picks. But it really, you know, the once the the pocket breaks down for him, everything kind of goes to shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think really, look, a lot of credit to um Corey Clement who saved his butt on a couple plays out there. Yeah, he did. A nice Aguilar, of course, always a great outlet, and and Zach Ertz. I mean. You guys have the pieces. This is the same team that won a Super Bowl last year. The weapons are there. They're just not being utilized in quite the same way. So I, I think, really, part of it is Foles and his decision-making. I think maybe he gets a little bit too
0: locked into one player mm. uh, on a pass play and really
1: just kind of doesn't really see the rest of the field in terms of who's open. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think he played a little bit in the zone last year, especially those last two games of the season, You know, obviously one being the Super Bowl. But I I don't know. I think this is probably that one knock on him in terms of the talent is definitely there, but something about, and you said it, the decision-making and kind of like going with your gut, just, he's got, he's missing that one little step Mm. to make him like, you know, legitimately, Hey, this is a, you know, a quarterback we can probably trade to a team and he'll be a legit starter.
0: I, you know, I, something I'm coming back to is all the injuries and just the lack of reps with this team, you know, like the receiving core, now it's becoming more and more apparent that it's like, yeah, Alshon Jeffrey is not playing. Um, Mac Hollins, yeah. who was sort of this, you know, unsung kind of hero who was like number three or four in the receiver core, you know, he went on the IR not long before the season started. And, you know, um, Mike Wallace totally got his his ankle dislocated. Just, I mean... He got. Yeah,
1: Wallace is, Wallace is out for. Is he out for the season?
0: They're not saying he's out for the season, but they're saying out indefinitely. And it was not a pretty hit. Like, it again, just another sort of key guy who they brought in and they were trying to lean on. You know, they cut Kamar Aiken. They bring in Marcus Wheaton. And then after week one, they cut Marcus Wheaton. They bring Kamar Aiken back in. They're sort of trying to hold the team together a little bit until Alshon Jeffrey comes back. The same thing on the, the defensive line. Timmy Jernigan's not playing. They're just sort of trying to keep everything together until he comes back until Carson Wentz comes back. So it feels almost like they're just trying to limp their way through September so that they can just, which is why I feel like now it's like, okay, everybody can calm down. Wentz will be back.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that's okay. Look, obviously you have to trust management and the decisions on this just because they've been on this road already. They, you know, they, they kind of have faith in the team that they have put together and they're I think they look at the division, and say, "Look, if we can get these guys back, if we can just kind of hold on, we'll get enough of the squad back together. We can make a good run, and we'll be in a good position in big games when they count." Mm. So, I really can't fault them for feeling the way they do. And honestly, when you look at, across the NFL in general right now, in terms of teams, there's, there's there's hardly any teams that really stand out as dominant besides, like you say, the Rams. I mean, the Dolphins. Rams
0: and the Vikings are the only ones I yeah. can think of.
1: The, the Dolphins aren't a dominant two and so I think that the Eagles are looking at this is like everything's still early, you know. The, there's nothing set in stone, and we can kind of, you know, not rush things. And granted, Carson Wentz is coming back. There, I, I think right now is a good time to do it to write the ship. So
0: okay, uh, Eagles have a home game. Carson Wentz season debut this Sunday, at home Indianapolis Colts. Who wins that game? Oh, gotcha. Right the
1: ship, man. Andrew Luck is. Not been playing out of his mind, but I mean, all these questions we had about his throwing arm, kind of been put to bed. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one of those games, you know, just as, just as easily um, can get out of hand. Indiana went and beat up Washington this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. Which so, I, I kind of feel
0: like we learned that Washington is not nearly as good as we thought.
1: A little bit of concern there, I'm not going to lie. And, you know, they also just lost uh, Rob Kelly,
0: I think, for the season. Yeah, I saw that. So I, I, I think...
1: I think the Colts aren't the Colts aren't going to be a playoff team, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to throw the monkey wrench into a couple of a uh, couple of teams as plans. You, so this is a game that could easily if Wentz isn't back, the Colts could easily win by a field goal. You do,
0: you, do you think it's going to be a high scoring affair? <laughs> That's a good question. You know what I, I mean? I'm like, is the up. Eagles' D going to slow down Luck enough, or is it going to be – because I feel like no matter what the fuck happens, Andrew Luck finds a way to to throw 250 yards passing, two touchdowns, and two interceptions in the fourth quarter every time.
1: I, I think, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm looking back to that first play from scrimmage in this game, and that – if they don't play have that on a loop in the Eagles' locker room coming up – because, look, they just – they put Deshaun Jackson – on a post route,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and got him one on one, and I think everyone just kind of got a oh shit! I didn't realize we were gonna start off this fast. So I think the Colts, you know, they're looking at that footage, and they would love to get Ty Hilton in a one on one situation like oh my that. God, yeah. But I I don't think the 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 Eagles are gonna let that happen again. There's probably gonna be a couple changes in the defense secondary, especially, you know. Um, and I don't know. I don't know long term. That is a a good question about what are they gonna do. Long term, because Jenkins is okay. Darby's been beat quite a few times already. Um, so
0: they're they're hoping Sidney Jones. I think they're really f- hoping he can be part of the future.
1: There's one. That's a big question that I think we're gonna find a lot of answers to this coming weekend. Cause, uh, like I said, the Colts aren't. They're not a playoff threat, but they've got enough weapons that you've got to at least have your head on a swivel.
0: All right, real quick before we get to the next game, next week Monday Night Football. Pittsburgh Steelers in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. Do you think the Buccaneers keep it going and beat the Steelers?
1: Man, I love that game. I just, you know what? Um, I'm assuming we're going to have this Steelers team again without a certain running back uh, I at think, the four.
0: I think we will. And just
1: looking at what's going on, Antonio Brown's not happy. You got guys fighting over contracts. That defense has been just Swiss-cheesed. I think we're going to have another shootout on our hands. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won it.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Like, I, I think both all of those defenses are trash, and uh, all those offenses are explosive, and I feel like it's going to be a week one against the Saints again, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is not, going to, is not going to hesitate to throw the ball all over the place.
1: That's really going to be a fun game. I like that beginning of the season when everyone's still trying to get, you know, it's kind of like watching a Mayweather fight where he's just kind of hanging back and getting a feel for everything. So I think a lot of these scores aren't going to be so lopsided and crazy moving forward. But I, I think the Steelers are going to have a problem on defense well, every single game this season.
0: Let's slide right into our last game of the slate. The last game we're going to talk about is the Chiefs beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh, 42-37. to Okay, this was an offensive smorgasbord. Patrick Mahomes threw six touchdown passes. He's officially clocked the record for the most touchdown passes through the first two games with 10 Four in week one, six in week two, and they have not played a home game yet. Absurd. It's absurd. Ben Roethlisberger, as much as he looked like dog shit, it still didn't stop him from throwing 452 passing yards and three touchdowns.
1: 60 attempts.
0: Now, this uh, listen, we can say whatever we want about these gaudy numbers. The, the things we are taking away is how brilliant and exciting it is to watch Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs offense click because it is beautiful to watch. However... I can't help but highlight the fact that both of the defenses here are trash. Even though the Chiefs are 2-0 and o and Patrick Mahomes is throwing touchdowns like he's giving away candy, they still have given up at least 30 and 40 points in each of these games, and I mean, I don't know if that's a sustainable thing. That's why earlier when we were talking about the Rams and the Vikings twoing some of the most dominant teams in the league, I can't really say that yet about the Chiefs. I, they might be the best team in the AFC after we saw the Jaguars take a dump on the Patriots. Um, but I'm sitting here now saying, you know, how far apart are teams like the Chiefs and the Steelers? Because, I mean, as exciting as it was, and almost it almost felt like I knew the Chiefs were going to win the game, it was still tied at, at halftime, I think it was like 28 28. And every time the Chiefs would go up and start to s- sort of make some space, the Steelers just sort of caught right up with them. Well, so that's
1: the crazy part, man. I, I thought, I, look, after that first quarter, I think the Chiefs put up three touchdowns in the first quarter. I was that's like, right. man, this is getting out of hand really, really fast. And lo and behold, they come back and they answer with three touchdowns in the, in the second quarter. And I was like, all right, this is getting a little ridiculous. I mean, I don't honestly know what to say. Uh, Kansas City, I thought, would have a little bit more of a pass rush and put pressure. Mm. Ben Roethlisberger could have made himself a sandwich. Yeah. With the amount of time he had to throw. He had a lot more. of
0: time, and he gets less and less mobile every year.
1: And he, uh, unbelievably, to his credit, has always been just crafty. He, He's almost like that, um, he's almost like a martial artist, where he just makes minimal movement for maximum effect. And there were just a couple times where he'd just do a little sidestep, and that would give him enough time to just get the football out. But there was one shovel pass. It was one great shovel pass he made, too, just to kind of keep himself from getting the sack. But I, it, we can't live. We can't abide by that for an entire season. Ben's going to get himself hurt that way. Yeah. But God, good God, man. That, I don't really have an answer for either team in terms of what are they going to do about the defense. Patrick Mahomes has just been absolutely so godly. I think a lot of people really have not talked about just the fact that the Chiefs have no no choice but to put up an offensive display every single game yeah it's not quite the Kansas City Chiefs that we're used to seeing where they struggle to score I mean, just... this
0: was a team that had Alex Smith for the last how many years
1: and it was the same problem every year we couldn't score but we you know what we'd hold you to under 20 points we hold you to under 15 I remember there was like a a streak right there where anyone, there were teams that weren't even scoring more than 11 on them. Mm-hmm. And look at where we're at now.
0: Complete opposite. I mean, it's like flipping the script here. I, I I'm okay. Real quick. I'm looking at the chiefs schedule right now. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to give you, let me give you the next like four or five games. Which one of these do they lose? All right. They've got a whole next, this coming Sunday, they've got a home game against the Niners. They're on the road against the Broncos home game against the Jaguars, on the road against the Patriots. Which one of those games do they lose?
1: I'm definitely going to say the Jags because Jalen Ramsey and, God, I can never remember. um, A.J. Bouye? A.J. Bouye, who I think is a little bit better than Ramsey. Really? I mean, Bouye's been good since he was with the Texans. He
0: was with the Texans.
1: I think Bouye's been good since he was with the Texans. He's consistent. I mean, he's just not as showy and chatty as Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey so I, I look man I, I think if anyone's gonna give Hill a little bit more of a, a good look mm-hmm. Travis Kelce is gonna be a problem wherever you, you line up against him but I, I think Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill have people who can clamp down on them on both sides so it's gonna force uh, I think it's gonna force Mahomes one to, to stand in the pocket a little bit longer and let's see what happens when he gets a little bit more pressure when his guys aren't as wide open yeah, but, I mean, that, Kansas City, that Kansas City offense is, is so good. And this is about to be a, a big test, I think, for the, the Jags as well. As, but that's my one call, I think. that I think Jacksonville's got enough firepower. God, did I just say firepower? I know.
0: About- I, I still, I'm still trying to understand exactly how they were able to destroy the Patriots. I mean, I think it was athleticism.
1: So, I mean, and then, I don't know. The Broncos is going to be a toss-up. The Broncos like to scheme... You know,
0: and it's for, and uh, it's in Denver, you know, I mean, yeah, you're going I, on the road I, against a divisional I, rival.
1: When, when the 49ers are toast, I don't know what's going on with the offensive play call in there, but they're not going to be able to keep up. No. And then the Patriots, Patriots secondary is another. That's another secondary that has not been good for a long time. No, but they've hidden it. You know, they've thrown stickers all over it, made it look pretty. But I mean, they could get exposed very easily.
0: Now, the Steelers, they're playing the Buccaneers, the Ravens the Falcons, and then the Bengals and the Browns. So what's frustrating about that is that doesn't look like too much of an imposing schedule. It looks like they can win a lot of those games, even though I don't think they have to try too hard.
1: The Ravens, the Ravens could go either way. You could either get a three touchdown, zero pick game from Joe Flacco. It could be one one touchdown and three picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it decides on what, what side of the bed he rolls out of in the morning. Um, I mean, man, the buck, I think the bucks will beat them. Yeah. I think the bucks will beat the Steelers. The Ravens is a toss-up. The Falcons, the Falcons,
0: like man. that could be another shootout.
1: Yeah, it very well could be. I like that kid Calvin Ridley that they got from Alabama. Dude, he
0: showed up yesterday or uh, I think, Sunday. Man,
1: he, I think in the short yardage game in the red zone, uh, teams are gonna have to teams are gonna have to pay attention to him too. So, uh, and finally, Mohamed Sinu hasn't been able to do that forever. So, I, I think the Falcons, if they can scheme a little bit better with Ridley, they could be a problem. And the Bengals are.
0: Bengals, Bengals are looking good, man. They're,
1: they're looking good, man. I don't like Andy Dalton still, but he, you know what? He's got six touchdowns, and I, I think like a little, over what, 500, 600 yards passing already yep. in the first few weeks? hmm So, I mean, look out.
0: Uh, let's just hope he doesn't, like, you know, break his thumb in week 14 this time.
1: I mean, look, I, the, the, the division right now is... For,
0: it's kind of wide open, because I don't think the Ravens are that good.
1: It's wide open. I think the Bengals could be, like, the sneak... Well, not so much a sneak now. They're they're two and zero, but I mean, they need this one or some, one more decisive win, and I think teams are going to need to like really, really, really give them some credit here.
0: I mean, I really was impressed with the Bengals. I mean, they started out last season terribly, but this season they've really they've shown some stuff, and I'm I'm excited for the Browns. I know that they've just they've keep figuring out ways to to shoot themselves in the foot, but I think they've got a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, and I think. Uh, I just think they're going to surprise some people this season, and I think they're going to they're going to they're going to get a couple more wins than people were expecting. And uh, you know what? They'll probably they'll probably beat the Steelers at some point this season. I'm going to call that. I'm going to say the next matchup between the Steelers and the Browns. I'm going to say that uh, the uh, the Browns are going to win.
1: Can I ask you one question then? Hmm. How long before we see a change of quarterback?
0: You know what? Let me go to the Browns schedule right now. Hang on a second. I have to confirm who they're playing. Um, I, you know, they've got the Jets. Then they've got the Oakland Raiders. Oh, my God. Um, The Ravens. I'm not
1: going to lie. It's not looking pretty for them schedule-wise for the whole season, really.
0: You know, I could see... I could see them coming in and bringing in you know it could happen I don't know no well, actually if you know it might take them a while because I could see them being stupid enough to wait long on Baker and it it could be something like I do think we'll see him this season yeah, me too I mean I'm looking at the schedule now they I think they'll probably bring him in it looks like week what is this one two three four five six seven eight nine. 10 11 12 eh, it looks like maybe week 10 they play the chiefs they play the falcons um those are shitty defenses like i could see them sticking with taylor at least through you know playing the next steelers game
1: huh i'm i'm actually gonna go and say probably sooner i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say maybe sixth game of the season who are they play number 6 yeah it is the chargers i'm like, gonna say I expect, I expect Baker Mayfield to be lining up against the Chargers.
0: Yeah? Like, yeah. like uh, Tyrod gets obliterated against the Ravens, and that'll be I it. I
1: love Tyrod, but I, I, I did, I, even from day one, when they, they picked him up, I was just like, this does not feel like a good fit to me.
0: No, like, it's, I like him, but I just... Why are they waiting, you know?
1: I, I, and then on top of that, Gordon Gordon being gone was just... I, I mean, I, I blinked for a second. I was like, man, the beginning of the season... Looked really promising, and all of a sudden, we're, we're you know, we're, the, this ship is kind of tilted to one side already. I, I don't know how know how we got here. I mean, I, I still kind of need to read up on the whole Gordon situation and why they were quote unquote fed up with them. And I, I mean, after all this time with all of that talent just kind of sitting in the wings, and you, you're not even into the, the the second game of the season. Yeah, it
0: just it all felt so weird considering how much time and energy they dedicated to him.
1: I don't. I think he wasn't even supposed to start, and then all of a sudden he started for that game, and now he's not on the team.
0: Well, if he washes out in New England, I mean that'll. I'm not saying he's a bad talent. I'm just saying that that gives you a sense of where he's at and yeah, what his really future, is his potential is going to be. Because whatever New England thinks of you, will leave an impression across the league.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I I really man, if they can turn him around and get. Get some kind of production out of him, just because it's 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 pretty barren right now in New England in terms yeah. of yeah the the receiving game. It's just if he can come in and just be a shot in the arm, because he's uh, just absurdly talented. There's so I, much
0: talent there, man.
1: So I I'm really terrified to see what they get out of this project. And they practically there's there's no there's almost no risk on the Patriots side for that trade. So it's no. it's absurd that they got away with that.
0: Uh, Just more of the Patriots, just uh, ruling the league, and we're just living in it. Yeah. All right, guys, we're out of here. That's all. We're breaking down the couple of key games from this past weekend. Thank you very much for listening to Sam Sports Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Instagram, at Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter, at SmithFaceJones. And uh, email me at samsportsstation at gmail.com. Enjoy this weekend slate of games. You heard it here first. Shaka and Sam are calling victories for the Jets and the Eagles this weekend. And, uh, I don't know, hopefully they beat the spread as well. Shaka, any closing thoughts about Sam Darnold playing Thursday night against the Browns before we get out of here?
1: I really, really hope. I don't even need him to have a standout game where he's, you know, two or three touchdowns. So just, just a commanding game where, you know, no mistakes. Making good thoughts, good reads. I, I I listened to an interview with Pat Mahomes where he said that the the biggest benefit he got from sitting the first year is that he got a chance to learn, you know, how defenses adapt to you, how you know how they um change the reads, how to pick up the blitz packages, things that he said he would not have gotten his first year. So I can understand that it's a big transitional jump. You know, to make from college to the NFL, and I'm just hoping that Darnold just really doesn't get frazzled because a lot, obviously, a lot of super talented quarterbacks get started too early and they burn out. And I think, well, I had a little bit of a worry about him being named the starter, but I, you know what, I said, damn it, I was like, this for him. I mean, he's so young. Just, I don't really think waiting would have helped him as much. So I'm hoping though that. The promise that we've seen in the first couple of games just continues to carry on, and it's not a fluke.
0: Taking steps forward.
1: Progress. Progress. I'm going to call. Offensive line, no penalties.
0: Great offensive line pay, no penalties. I don't want to see any false starts. I don't want to see any holdings. I'm I'm calling that Carson Wentz throws three touchdowns.
1: Carson, you know what? I would not be against that either. It'll be a great welcome back
0: dude it'll be a fantastic welcome back indeed if he gets three touchdowns and zero picks i want it baby give it to me
1: i'm sure he's anxious to play
0: all right guys we're getting out of here enjoy week three and we'll be back next week to uh break down those games as well take it easy guys bye-bye
1: much love guys enjoy the games